everybody. Hi, friends. Well, from insanely hot Salt Lake City, Utah. It's Thank God I'm Atheist. The podcast. I'm Frank Feldman. And I'm Dan Beecher. And coming up on the show today, Dan, uh, there's a new photo out of Joseph Smith. Actually, it's an old photo. The founder of the Mormon Church, of whom, until this moment, we didn't have photographic evidence. Yeah. Uh, But now we do. All we had was uh, paintings to tell us what he looked like. And uh, we will let you know at the end of the show how accurate those paintings were. <laughs> Ooh, that's quite the tease. You're going to have to. Yeah, did I do it? Yeah. You'll be surprised. <laughs> this surprising. This one, this... <laughs> later in the show, the one simple t- tip, one simple trick to. Uh, <laughs> to find out if, if Joseph Smith looked like his baby. Wow, I have to click on something right now. Yeah, I'm exactly. so... Where do I click? I've baited you with clickbait. Oh, my God. You're really good at it, too, Dan. <laughs> but first, we've got some stories. Uh, Dan, did you hear about this up in Canada? Specifically, uh, Newfoundland and Labrador. Oh, uh, those aren't real places. Don't just make up places. <laughs> Well, uh, they've got the Supreme Court of Newfoundland and Labrador, uh-huh. uh, and uh, they that court has approved the sale of 43 Catholic Church properties, uh, the proceeds from which will uh, go to settle abuse victims' claims. Wow. Uh, and so they are being sold, seized and sold off. Against Isn't the it? will of the Catholic Church. Very much so, yeah. Oh my God, this that's is amazing. amazing. Let's just keep doing that. <laughs> Let's just keep taking their stuff. <laughs> yeah. Uh, among the uh, 43 properties are 13 churches. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, so what seems to be happening is there have been, they're being sold off, right? And so the question right. is, who's buying Who's buying these old churches? I want to buy a Newfie church. I know, right? Well, you, I'll get to that. I'll get to that. <laughs> Do I have to? But can I? I the problem with it, buying a church is it's in a place. I don't yep. really want to go to Newfoundland. I know. Labrador. I know. Um, so I mean, if, I do, but I don't want to go. You know, I don't want my real property to be there. No. Yeah. No. The archdiocese is being held liable for sexual and physical abuse uh, that occurred at the Mount. Cashel Orphanage, uh-huh. um, and this uh, the the sale of, of property is raising money to settle victim claims from the 40s, 50s, and 60s. Oh, um, and uh, Ernst and Young, that's the big financial institution, uh, yeah. has been a, uh, appointed by the court uh, as uh, a monitor of the the sale, and um, I don't know exactly what that means in legal terms. Um, but uh, information is available on Ernst and Young's website as to like who's purchasing. Um, sure. There's a, apparently a quite iconic uh, bil- a Basilica Cathedral, um, and uh, there's Saint uh, Bonaventure Bonaventure's uh, College and Saint right. Bon's Forum. Uh, they're being sold to the Basilica Heritage Foundation, uh, ah. which has pledged to protect the historic properties. So that's interesting. So from some, some sort of maybe historical organization. Boo, uh, don't protect them. <laughs> Ruin them. You know, though, as far as, like, I don't mind a cathedral. You know this, Dan. If a town you... has a prominent old cathedral that's part of its history, I'm fine with it being preserved. Yeah, I would be fine with even public funds going to preserving it if it's not no longer, you know, actually a religious place. If it's, if it's turned it, into like a community um, amenity of some kind, right? Like, great. Yeah. Save or if it, I mean, part. if it's a big, beautiful thing like Notre Dame, yeah, you got to preserve that uh, and just for tourists. Sure. Yeah. For all them tourists to come and gawk at. <laughs> yeah. So I. So so like I. I have no problem with organizations getting together and preserving these things. Um, and then there's various other organizations that are, um, there's the archdiocesan um, uh, renewal corporation, 
mm. uh, which has the local archbishop as one of the three directors. Uh, they purchased St. Thomas of Villanova Church um, and some vacant land. And so they bought it back? They bought it back. Somehow they raised funds in order to buy it back. But but the point is that the victims are getting money, right? Right. And, Absolutely. And also that they're being forced to jump through hoops. And they're, I mean, this is, you know, they're getting to save their church, it sounds like. Um, yeah. But it's costing them a ton of money to do it. It is a punishment, clearly. Um, and then there's a bunch of properties that just are, uh, let's see, how was it phrased? Um, 19 of the 43 properties did not receive acceptable bids. Uh, and that includes uh, St. Peter's Church, Mary Queen of the World Church, St. Paul's, a bunch of churches. Yeah. Um, and uh, then a number of vacant parcels of land, some church rectories, um, so forth and so on. So what happens if they don't get a, an acceptable bid? Uh, bulldozers, I guess. I don't know. They're just coming. Interesting. In. No, um, they'll probably just lower the 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 price at some point you know um i mean they got to get these things sold off and they yeah. they can't go back to you know um, let's 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 start a fund like a gofundme so that we can buy a church not maybe not there but i just want i i want a church <laughs> that we can all defile that we'll just throw um, parties in they we'll go just, on the market every once in a while i know I like, know. I just, like, it's easy enough to pick up an old Mormon church, you know, every once in a while. I don't know, man. Every once in a while uh, they come onto the market. Especially yeah, here but in Salt like, Lake. The, the problem is you don't want to buy real property from uh, a, an organization or a, a person who has literally all the money in the world. You have no bargaining power. Well, yeah, but if the price is right, you know. Yeah. But nonetheless, Mormon churches are boring. Like They're I terrible. want, if we were going to buy a church, I want like a cool old church. Yeah, I don't want a Mormon church. No, they're lame. Literally the worst. <laughs> Literally the worst. Un, unforgivably bad. Yeah. Just no, yeah, no grandeur, no anything. Well, I'm going to pivot. I was going to do a different story first, but I'm going to piggyback off of your story. Mm, okay. Um. Because the other thing about the Catholics in Canada that has been in the news lately, we've talked about it, is that um, they basically did not do right by the indigenous peoples of Canada at all, mm -mm. Yeah. the Catholic Church. And uh, it has recently come to light the scope of how awful it was. Um, people kind of vaguely knew that there, that there were bad things that happened. Um, they did not realize, that, I mean... Literally, up until the 60s and 70s, the 1960s and 70s, we're not going back to the 1800s here, uh, they were scooping up like children out of First Nations homes yeah. and taking them away from their families and putting them into schools where they would be indoctrinated uh, into white culture, but also not treated like white people. They would be beaten they were frequently sexually abused, and it turns out, just murdered left and right. Yeah. Maybe not in the 60s and 70s, but, <clears throat> like, you know, these schoolyards turn out to be just chock-a-block full of bodies. Hmm. Uh, and every time they go to one, you know, they, they've been doing, they've been doing, like, I don't know what, you know, whether it's radar or somehow they're, they're, they're probing down into the, uh, the dirt with mm -hmm. whatever tech. And finding all of these dead, unmarked dead bodies mm, yeah. of the children that they stole. So, not a great look for the Catholic Church. Uh, or not, They're actually, not putting it in the brochure. Yeah, yeah. And not, not great for the uh, Canadian government either. Well, the Canadian yeah. government has been working very hard to make some amends. Mm. Um, including when I was recently in Canada and went to the... The uh, the Parliament Building in Ottawa, they have a a a projection thing that they're that they do at night, that's projected up onto the Parliament Building, which mm. is interesting. It, the, the 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 show itself is boring. 
it's uh-huh. a it's a bunch of history and whatever but what they they do dedicate time in that show to like oh we did bad by these people yeah so that's good hmm. um pope francis has also made some efforts uh to to sort of make to to apologize and make some uh some do some mea culpa ing um and one of the things that they did so he's actually literally about to fly to canada Ah, um and and literally uh apologize on canadian soil he's already apologized now he's going to do it on canadian soil that's good uh he also recently invited a uh a consortium of uh first nations people Hmm. of indigenous canadians to come to the vatican and one of the things that they did uh, for these people when they when when they you know sort of gave them a tour was showed them a display a, a whole bunch of indigenous american artwork that uh that they have you know they have collections of of uh art and handicraft from around the world mm-hmm. um artifacts things like uh carved uh walrus ivory and oh wow and you know various uh, head ornate headdresses, that sort of thing. Uh-huh. Um, the the indigenous people were like, "Did did you have permission can we to s- take that? Can we see re- some receipts? Do you have? Did do you, do you know? Because what really happened is that this was sent. You know, most of this stuff was sent to the Vatican by missionaries who were out in the field, right? Uh." And the church is claiming these were gifts from, you know, the indigenous people. But, um, yeah, they don't. That that wasn't how it worked in the uh, 19th and 20th centuries. Uh, they, they took is what they did. Oh, no. So, oh. so uh, the 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 uh, these indigenous people are kind of saying, hey, um, we want them back. Thanks for showing us your treasures. Yeah. Really appreciate there are that. Treasures. Uh those quote unquote gifts. Uh I think we want them back. So wow. That may have been a, a calculated error on the part of the Vatican <laughs> to even show them. <laughs> but what else you got over there? <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. I mean, let it be known to any indigenous people that think they may have been uh, you know, looted by by Europeans, which I you know obviously that's a very uncommon thing to have happen. It's not like the Europeans just went around the earth plundering like wild people. Um, it was a different yeah, you might time, want to check in, Dan. There <laughs> yeah. were different sensibilities. Like theft nobody, is okay if you're white. Nobody minded. Nobody cared. Nobody oh wait. Cared. People still think theft is okay if you're white and rich. <laughs> I forgot about that. Oy, oy, oy. Anyway, that I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah. <clears throat> they made a mistake. Yeah. They, and they were so proud. They were like, "You know what? They're going to really love this. <laughs> this is this is going to go well." <laughs> All right, Dan. Oh god, speaking of things not going well. Afghanistan, um, where in the recent development, does that country still exist? Yeah, there's something there. <laughs> um, the uh, although the Taliban is doing their best to dismantle um, any sort of functioning bureaucracy or whatnot, it seems but, like. But they promised that they would be nice. Yeah, I know, but they're like now uh, they they immediately upon taking power, we we know this. Uh, they, they told women, uh, who worked in public sector, uh, jobs, uh, to go home. Uh, you're not wanted here. Yeah. Uh, uh, we'll continue to pay you until we like really figure things out. Um, the pay is just a fraction of what they had been receiving in their jobs. Um, and, uh, now the latest development The latest development is uh, that they have they're contacting these women, uh, specifically those the women who the, the, this article that I've found 
specifically the women who worked in the finance ministry. Mm. Uh, they're reaching out and they're saying, um, send us a man to do your job so we can fire you. <laughs> we need you to find your replacement, please. Yeah. <laughs> Make sure he's qualified. Yeah. The, the issue is, is that uh, they won't be qualified. Uh, no. These, these men don't have, will not have the training nor the experience to go into these positions that these women worked in for who knows how long, right? Right. Um, the article um, goes into the experience of one uh, of, of these women um, who, let's see, she was talking about how she, she worked on the job for like 10, 15 years, right? Um, and, um, she said, um, how can I easily introduce someone else to replace me? Would he be able to work as efficiently have I, as I have for so many years? This is a difficult and technical position that I was trained for and have years of experience in. And even if he could do the same work eventually, what would happen to me? Right. She's the one who worked for the position. Um, I have bad news for you on that front. Yeah. What would happen to you is not on anybody's mind but yours. Yeah. No, that's true. Um, So essentially what they're doing is this is all part of shifting full responsibility of women to men. Um, Mm -hmm. And uh, essentially women belong to men. And uh, in some cases, um, they... So let's see. This is a quote from... A, oh, an assistant researcher with the human, with the women's rights division at the Human Rights Watch, um, and they say that uh, with the within the Taliban's misogyny, women belong to men as property and as, as an object representing the honor of the family. Therefore, in some cases like this, they give women's jobs and titles to women's male relatives. And in other cases, like the hijab, they punish women's close male relatives for women's public conduct and clothing. Get mm-hmm. them in line, right, is the message. Yeah. You, the, yeah. you do this. You do whatever you need to do, but get your woman in line. Um, and the male guardians um, are often um, um, fined and jailed, in, especially in the case of the hijab. Um, it's bizarro, twisted, um, uh, view of the world, obviously. Um, it's less than ideal. Yeah. And so that's what's going on over there in that part of the world that we have some responsibility for. Yeah. (laughs) I wish I could say that as a nation, I don't know what it feels like for a country to be completely regressing into basically heinously medieval uh but i do know what that feels like um i i i i would be a little careful with that like we're okay we're i don't know i don't know what it feels like, like afghanistanily <laughs> like just united stately just united stately it which feels like a lot but you're right it's not it's certainly not as much as 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 the uh the afghans are dealing with yeah and don't worry dan you're a man (laughs) oh yeah i'm I'm straight and white and male i got it all i nothing can touch me i just hope nobody finds these recordings right oh yeah don't you guys when the shit hits a fan don't tell about the show never happened yeah, exactly. Because believe me, we'll stop paying that monthly uh, hosting fee as soon as the shit hits the fan. It's gone, people. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, that's not true. We won't turn our backs on no, you, I no, promise. No, 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 no. Um, so uh, I'm going to take us to Europe. Mm. Uh, that's a continent. I'm sure you've heard of it. Where a... Uh, a statement was written and uh, and adopted by 22 maybe 24 countries it was it was uh or maybe it was 23 it was the uk and 22 other countries ah okay uh because they're not which technically was... europe anymore right they what's that <laughs> nothing oh they're they're not in the eu yeah but i mean you know 
I think continentally, they're still mm-mm, European. Mm-mm, mm-mm. No? <laughs> I don't know. Anyway. Well, they're not. They're, they're, you, it's true that they're not of the continent. They are, uh, they are an island unto themselves. Anyway, uh, the UK and uh, the Netherlands helped craft a, a statement of international human rights. Oh, okay. And these, uh, these countries all signed on to it. Uh, and it was nice and, you know, whatever. And then the UK released the statement um, as part of a, an, in, an international ministerial conference on freedom of religion or belief. Uh, so, okay, they re- so they released the statement. Um, but the fact that they did it for this freedom of religion or belief conference... They removed a bunch of language about uh, sexual and reproductive health and rights and bodily autonomy. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. Which is a little bit... It's a little... It's a bit much. It's not cool when you've had 22 other countries sign on to a thing. Yeah. And then you're just like delete some of the language in it for your own purposes especially some of the good language yeah some very important language yeah which it's kind of inexplicable like what are you doing uk what why are like literally yes a lot of interesting things come out of the u.s but do not take all of our shit like (laughs) just because we're doing something doesn't mean you should do it too if we're taking away Sexual and reproductive health and rights and bodily autonomy. Yeah. It's kind of... Don't follow... Yeah. Do not follow our lead on that. No, it's our thing. That's our <laughs> thing right That's now. for okay. us. You don't get it. <laughs> None of this copycat stuff. Yeah, exactly. The- Yikes. So, uh, a, a few other nations have raised some eyebrows. Norway and Denmark have approached the UK and the Netherlands, who are the chair and co-chair of the... Uh, International Religious Freedom or Belief Alliance to uh, to ask, um, hey, what the fuck, you guys? I'm so, you know, this is the thing that's uh, happening. We, we don't have a lot of statements hmm. yet. But, uh, but yes, the, uh, the question has been raised because, holy shit, what are you doing? Whatever it is you're doing, UK, you st- stop it. <laughs> Right now. Bad UK. That is bad. You are bad. You're being bad. Go do a timeout. Somebody in Europe, roll up a newspaper and bop the UK with it. <laughs> just like right in the nose. You just got to get out. You just say no. Yeah. You got to do it in the moment. Right. You can't- oh, that's true. You got to catch them in the act. <laughs> catch them doing it. And then you bop them and you say no. <laughs> do not bop anyone in the nose when they've piddled somewhere in your house thank you <laughs> i'm just gonna say that violence dan you were advocating violence toward animals no i was advocating violence toward british people <laughs> and that is okay it sounded a little bit like <laughs> we were talking about training a dog there for a minute but all i'm saying is it's not what what's not okay for a dog might be okay for a, a brit <laughs> all righty um oh dan here's another story God damn stupid blasphemy story gone wrong. Um, oh, no. Uh, Pakistan. Dun, dun, dun. Well, yeah, of course it's going to go wrong in Pakistan. Jesus Christ. They've got this law in the books. Uh, it's uh, it's uh, that, provi- that, uh, that mandates capital punishment uh, for convictions of uh, Pakistan's blasphemy laws. Yeah. Uh, and boy, they love to use it. It's a big deal. They just, they love it. It's their, it's, yeah, it's not a law that's like on the books because of some ancient thing and they just haven't bothered to take it off. No, no that's one of their favorite laws. Yeah. Uh, and so this is a story uh, from an, about an incident that happened uh, in 2017. Um, a man um, who owned a bicycle repair shop. Uh, his name is Ashfaq Masse. Um, I'm okay. 
This story and the names are I'm I'm gonna try to guide us through it because three of the people are named Muhammad, of course. Um, and one of them has the last name for the other person's first name. And it's just like, uh-huh. okay, uh, whatever. Uh, anyway, uh, Ashfaq Masih uh, is, was um, 36 years old at the time, Pentecostal. Um, oh he was a Christian. That's a bad start. Yeah. Um, and a man by the name of Muhammad Irfan um, had him, had the bicycle shop owner, um, do some work for him. And when he sure. went to go pick up his bike, he refused to pay, uh, saying that he was a de- devotee of Muslim Sufis and saints and saying that that, for, I don't know what his reasoning was, but somehow that meant he didn't have to pay this, uh, <laughs> this Christian bicycle shop owner. That is a, that is a useful theology. Yeah. And so, um, Masa, um, rejected that request, of course, and saying that he only followed Jesus and wasn't interested in Irfan's religious status as a Muslim. Well, that got uh, blown out of proportion. Wrong response. Um, the uh, police, after um, Muhammad Irfan uh, goes and tells a competing bicycle shop owner who is muslim about the Uh, incident the bicycle shop owner uh gets together with uh um landlord who's also muslim and they report him to the police uh accusing him of disrespecting muhammad right and uh and saying that he had said something along the lines of uh christ was the only true prophet which this is that's alleged uh in sort of the 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 court case anyway um so all of this story okay let me let me finish the story actually uh masa ends up obviously arrested five years later um just this last week he is sentenced to death by hanging for oh my god um for blasphemy against islam and then and muhammad and so, but this is apparently just sort of how things work in, um, in uh, Pakistan is that it's very easy to accuse somebody of blasphemy and yeah. it is reported. Now this comes through Christian media, so let's take it with a little grain of salt, but nonetheless, I, I, I'm, I'm inclined to believe it, um, that, um, this is a tactic that people use in in the process of like if they have a disagreement with a Christian, they get them riled up about religion and then they yeah. accuse them of blasphemy. This um, is how witch hunts work. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so uh, there are a lot of so apparently what what they expect to have happen now is they will. Um, uh, you know, contest the, the verdict and uh, it'll go up to higher courts. And usually the higher courts tend to be a little more reasonable in these cases right. um, than the lower level uh, courts that have judges that are from these communities and the judges want nothing to do with uh, innocent um, uh, verdicts. No. And so they, yeah, they have they, every they... interest to, to say that the person's guilty and just send it to the higher courts. Because oftentimes these blasphemy cases lead to riots right. in the streets. <laughs> and it's just like, oh. what in the fuck, people? Yeah, Islam, get your act together. This is ridiculous. Well, it's all the religions, right? Like, if you yeah. let them no, get too uh, fundamentalist mm-hmm. and if you let them get too... This is what's happening in the U.S. This is why we have to fight so hard. Right. Because literally... The, the Christian right is trying to create a Christo-fascist state yeah. that is exactly the same. They would love like, this. Literally, the thing that they want right. is Pakistan. Yeah. And it's the thing that, boy, they spend a lot of time and energy um, in the Christian media riling Christians up about when it's not their way. Right. right. 
they're gonna be fine when it's their way when when it when it's, it's here it's literally just you change the names mm-hmm. on the story and they'll be thrilled yeah but honestly also so, pakistan like come up with another first name rather than than just muhammad <laughs> like i get it i know it's a tradition but like they have muhammad they have Mahmud, they have like <laughs> it's all the same thing and it's like how do you keep track oh my god okay now now there, now there's a fatwa on us i hope you're happy because I made fun. We were of doing okay, and then you and then you put down the first name Muhammad, and then everybody, now everybody's no. gonna yeah. jihad us. <laughs> I mean, if this is if this is the thing that finally gets us in trouble, right? <laughs> You're like too many Muhammads, and suddenly now we're are, <laughs> they're like, how dare you insult? They're my doxing name. us and yeah. firebombing our homes or whatever. I mean, it's possible, causing floods yeah. in our houses. Anyway, um. <laughs> Well, interestingly, I'm going to close this off with a story of something going, something very small, going a little bit right in our country, question mark? What? Yeah. So, uh, this will be, this will stand in stark contrast to what I just said, but in Jefferson Circuit Court in Kentucky... A judge has actually stopped, has, has, has done an injunction putting a halt to, temporarily, uh, Kentucky's uh, attempt at making abortion illegal. Hmm. Hmm. <clears throat> now, of course, once Roe v. Wade got struck down by our crypto-fascist Supreme Court here in these United States, uh, a lot of, a lot of uh, states, red states rushed to outlaw abortion uh, as quickly as they could. And, uh, you know, Kentucky was no, was no different. So they had the Human Life Protection Act and a heartbeat law, mm-hmm. and these were all passed in 2019 as trigger laws. Um, but a couple of uh, abortion clinics sued to have, to have it stopped, and a judge actually did... Uh, put in uh, put an injunction in place saying that no you can't enact these laws until this gets uh, adjudicated Mm. what stands out on this is the judge's reasoning for it which is that it is based entirely on christian and catholic belief oh wow uh which it's always that's always been very obvious right but a judge in kentucky says so but for a judge in kentucky to actually say it as bluntly as that literally this is a quote this is a distinctly christian and catholic belief mm-hmm. other faiths hold a wide variety of views right. when it comes to when or, or on when life begins right. and at what point a fetus should be recognized as an independent human being I'm going to I'm going to continue with the quote because it's actually kind of amazing. Okay. He went on to say, while numerous faith traditions embrace the concept of quote ensoulment, S O U L, or the acquisition of personhood, there are myriad views on when and how this transformation occurs. The laws at issue here adopt the view embraced by some but not all religious traditions that life begins at the moment of conception. Hmm. And goes on to say the General Assembly is not permitted to single out and endorse the doctrine of a favored faith for preferred treatment. Wow. This is exactly the right thing. This is how our law should be interpreted. How how did this person become a judge in Kentucky? Right? (laughs) With such slipped through the cracks, I guess. Radical ideas. Right, radical like actual law, like constitutional law being practiced here. What's going on? How did how did he make it through? <laughs> there are some people right now trying to figure that out. Yeah. Ooh. Um. So. So anyway, do we know that's anything there. about this judge? Because I am actually kind of curious. Like, well, I I literally I don't know anything. This hmm. is Judge Mitch Perry. Okay. 
Uh, and no, I don't know much about uh, Mitch. Yeah. Other than he got this one as right as he could get it and literally minced no words. Like, boldly just stated it. And then, I and I think that this language, there's a little bit of language that I think is a fucking direct dig at the Supreme Court, which I love. Because the Supreme Court, you know, Samuel Alito's ruling on Roe v. Wade, like overturning Roe v. Wade, basically said, hinged on the idea that uh, any law that, you know, or any, any decision that the Supreme Court makes must be based on, you know, uh, what the tradition of the time was and all of this stuff. And it was literally, it, it was a complete reversal of, you know, more than half a century of, uh, well over half a century of uh, jurisprudence and how jurisprudence works in this country. Mm -hmm. And this guy takes a dig at it. He says, there is nothing in our laws or history that allows for such theocratic-based policymaking, hmm. which I fucking love. I love that he's calling it out as theocratic. I love that he's calling it out as just being based on one religious tradition. That is exactly the truth. Yeah. That is that is all this is. Uh, and I think that that's kind of amazing. And, you know, somebody said it at least. Yeah. Oh, good. So I'm, you know, I fully expect all of that to be shot down in higher courts, and uh, for their law to go into place, and Kentuckians to have to go to other states if they need abortions. But for now, Kentuckians, go ahead and 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 get your abortions while you, while they're hot, because uh, it's it, that, that's that's gonna be going away soon. Yeah. Anyway, if you would like to uh, tell us more about this judge or talk to us about any of the things we've spoken about so far, you can please write into us. We sure do like it when you do. Podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. Or call and leave us a voicemail message. The telephone number is 424-666-8442. Stick around. There is more show coming up. Hey, Frank. Man. Uh, listen, you and I have been unfair. What? And we need to call ourselves out on it. Okay. We have said multiple times that a whole bunch of prophets who very clearly said into microphones <laughs> on video prophecies mm. about various mm -hmm. things, but uh, very specifically... A lot of them went all in on Donald Trump's going to win the election uh, in, and uh, he's going to remain president yeah. and all of this stuff. And then and they had a, like a 50-50 chance, more or less. I mean, you, you know, close. depending on what polls yeah. you believe, he had, they, they may have had a slightly better than 50-50 hmm. chance, mm -hmm. depending on when they said it. Anyway, they were wrong about that. Or so we thought. Oh, Okay. And so we we just thought that they were the the you know they were pretending they never said it which is sort of the thing that prophets do when they get a miss is that they just like don't ever talk about it again and if they get a hit they talk about it endlessly forever and never actually and never shut up about how they predict how the lord helped them predict some magical thing to happen in the future uh but yes with these with these binary outcome uh events it's it's not a it's not that tricky. You pick one, and if it didn't happen, you just shut your mouth. Uh, and if it does happen, yeah, you you crow, never stop crow, talking crow. about it. Yep. Right. Or the third option, which Kent Christmas decided to to do, mm. which was to address the issue. So, uh, here's how we were wrong for calling him out on not on his prophecy being literally factually false <laughs> okay the problem with so many christians is they don't understand prophecy i have people email and say you are a false prophet because you prophesied that donald trump would be voted back in 
I did, and he was. Now, if you really want to deal with this, how about the fact that you stole it from them and you put somebody else in there illegally, but in the eyes of God in the court of heaven today, the President of the United States is Donald J. Trump. That's all I prophesied. That's what God said. I think, Frank, hmm. that there is another secret way that he's weaseling out of this. Uh, not just that he's claiming that in the court of heaven it came true. <laughs> which, cool. Which is a great weasel. Yeah. Good job. Like, I don't know what that uh, means for somebody to be president of the United States in the court of heaven. Like That seems like even kind of a fairly <laughs> empty gesture by God. Right. Like, yeah. Oh, even by God's standards. Like, that's just what God does for like the loser. Right. He's like, oh, I love. You don't worry. In the court of heaven where I <laughs> reign supreme, you can be president of the United States. Mm. I love the idea of an omnipotent God who's like tells his servant. It's cool. You can say this 100 percent certainty. No problem. <laughs> and then. They steal, like, even if it was stolen, obviously it wasn't. It's very clear that right. there was no voter right. fraud, blah, blah, blah. But even if it was stolen, God theoretically should have been able to stop that, right? Yeah, probably. Like, he's kind of also like, or either God could have accurately predicted a theft mm. or God could have stopped, prevented a theft. But instead he made his, uh, his prophets on earth look like idiots. But here's the thing. He does often let prophets hang out to dry. I will say that. Yeah. Oh, he throws them right <laughs> under the bus. Uh, here's, but here's the other thing. I think he's tricking us. Because oh? I, when I listened to that just now, I heard Kent Christmas, and you can go back and listen with your headphones on. Kent Christmas just said that Donald Trump was the president of the United States of America. I don't think I think he's just getting a, he's he's trying to get out on a technicality by not pronouncing him right. Could also just be his accent. Later he can say I didn't say Donald Trump was going to be president of the United States of America. I was talking about the United States of America, <laughs> which are clearly whose president yeah. very clearly is Donald Trump and is only something that that's just heaven stuff. That's just up in yeah. heaven. That's that's a if you don't know where that is you should check heaven, because that's where it is. We had some folks write into us and call into us. Uh, we Josh wrote in to say uh, he was talking about the the story that you did about mm -hmm. uh, prep. Oh yeah, you'll recall yeah. uh, prep. For those of you who don't remember, is the uh, cocktail of drugs that helps in keeping AIDS from transmitting HIV. The the universally good thing mm -hmm. that is prep that some Christians are working tirelessly against, mm. of course. Mm -hmm. And Josh wrote in to say, okay, this story about that stupid jackass trying to ban prep because employers have to subsidize gay sex or whatever has me fuming. How about that I don't want to subsidize their religion? Do I get a say in whether my tax dollars should pay for fire departments that put out church fires when the churches don't contribute to the tax base? Mm. How about the, oh, I don't know, fact that Maine residents have to subsidize religious indoctrination under the guise of, quote, education? For that matter, why do I, as a happily childless gay guy, have to subsidize breeders? It's because we live in a goddamn society, for fuck's sake. We have a social contract whereby sometimes you don't like what the other person does, but you recognize the right to do it. Okay, I'll calm down. Just... Fuck the theocracy. Yeah. Agreed. Yep. Yep. Um, uh, let's play a voicemail. We got a voicemail. Yeah. Who's the first let's, one? Uh, well, Rabbi Gruber, longtime writer in uh, to the Deep show. Deep friend of the yeah. show. Um, uh, called and left a voicemail message. There was a okay. sort of mispronounced something. So he, he corrected. Oh, okay. Good to know. Hey, Frank and Dan, this is David Gruber. I don't think I've ever left you a message. I have sent you uh, emails. Anyway, uh, nothing nothing really having to do with Jewish knowledge, but uh, it is pronounced Eotiaroa. Okay, New Zealand, the actual name of New Zealand that the Maoris called it is Eotiaroa. 
and the greeting that you guys were trying to say is pronounced Kiora. Okay? So just just thought I, I should help there since uh, I lived in the damn place for about two years uh, back in the day. Anyway, hope all's well. Keep up the great work, guys. Wow. Yeah. Rabbi Gruber, Gruber coming in uh, for his first voicemail mm-hmm. and uh, and helping us pronounce something that, that I, I still don't know how to pronounce. Still don't know. <laughs> yeah, okay. Thank you, though. No, I mean, it's actually yeah, great. It's good to hear your voice. Uh, and uh, and and good to hear from you. However, I was certain when I when I when I found out that there was a voicemail from Rabbi Gruber, I was certain he was calling in to talk about the uh, the Haredi, uh, the Israeli uh, ultra orthodox Jews and their kosher cell phones. Mm. But he did not. Oh, okay. So I'm going to turn to Stu, the fallen away Jew, who wrote in just to say. <laughs> Regarding your story about the Haredi Jews in Israel and the kosher cell phones, the first thing I did when I fell away was to get a trafe, 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 I don't know how you say that, a.k.a. non-kosher cell phone. Now I can order pork rinds, cheeseburgers, and shrimp. (laughs) I can also surf the web for naughty pictures like girls with their ankles showing and write emails to you guys. (laughs) Woohoo! Cute. Uh... We got another uh, voicemail, correct? Uh, yes, uh, a caller from Australia. Uh, Ooh, recounting- we're just back and forth between here and oh Oceania yeah. today. Um, and uh, he uh, shares a story sort of growing up as a non-religious child. Lucky him. Okay. Hi, Frank and Dan. I'm Taylor calling from Western Australia, Perth. First of all, I love your show. Thank you so much. You bring me joy. I always listen to it when I'm working with all these fuckwits aside. Um, yeah, I just wanted to tell you a story about... Cause I grew up in Japan, and my mum is Australian, my dad's Japanese, and they're, very, they're not into Jesus and all that crap. And, yeah, one time in Spain... We were, I think I was about eight. My dad, my my brother would have been nine or something. And then, boom, all the nativity crap was all over the place. And apparently we asked mum, my brother and I asked mum, is that lamb, Jesus? <laughs> Which I thought was hilarious. But I haven't heard any, um, I haven't heard you and Frank ripping into G, um, the Japanese Shintoism or Buddhism and all that crap. Now, I'd like to, I'd like your opinion on that part as well, if, if possible. But anyway, thank you. Have a good day. Well, thanks, Taylor. Yeah. That's lovely. It's fun to hear international voices. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, you know... First of all, yes, of course Jesus is a lamb. I don't know why they keep painting him as a human. That's ridiculous. Um, it says so right in the Bible. Anyway, the second thing is, Frank, why don't we shit on Shinto and Buddhists? Oh, I have to... I uh, I know nothing about that stuff. <laughs> no, fam- So just, I think it's probably just lack of familiarity, right? Like, Well, that and, I, and like we, we don't get a lot of news stories from there. No, that's like, true. I think it, send us in some news stories. We'll, we'll shit on those guys. Yeah. I'm sure they do shitty, awful things. Right. I mean, I know there's been a story or two through the years. Yeah, um, It just, yeah, it doesn't pop up on my radar. They're if pretty you, few and far between. If you go to Christian I mean, news sources to find stuff to shit on like you're going to be shitting on christian news yeah i mean i I can remember us shitting on uh buddhists but not like japanese zen buddhists just because the story was out of myanmar and it was about the the rohingya and all Mm, that stuff sure uh that's where buddhists are being dickheads right now yeah is that myanmar that's myanmar right sounds right okay (laughs) maybe i got it wrong we'll see uh anyway uh yeah i don't know i frankly my personal view is that mostly i don't really have a problem with buddhists and and shinto uh i i think it's interesting that most people in japan think of themselves as kind of both 
Mm. And that's that's kind of fascinating to me. Like one is for alive things and one is for just like, you know, death and talking to your ancestors or whatever. Mm. That's my very basic understanding. I'm sure I'm wrong. Um, but it is interesting that people like can just be both. I like that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, growing up in a Christian, you know, setting, boy, you can't yeah. be more than than just some can't, narrow version of Christianity. Like, that's can't a, be more than one? Yeah. How dare you? Like, you can't even be Baptist and Methodist at the same time. Right. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, and why would you want to, yeah. actually? Um, anyway, I, yeah, send us some stories. We'll, we'll look into them. Uh, if some if if something shitty's going down, we uh, we love to uh, to poop on people. Uh, but yeah, that's probably the only reason that we that we aren't talking about them. Um, all right, do we have some folks to thank? We do, Dan. We have some new uh, patrons over on Patreon. Um, hmm. We have a new deacon by the name of Stuart. Ooh. Thank you, Stuart. Uh, we have a Thanks, new Stu. teacher by the name of Larry. And we have a new priest by the name of Fred from Colorado, who has a very interesting last name. <laughs> Colo- Keep Colorado an abortion access haven with LGBTQ legal protection. Yeah. <laughs> Wonderful. Thank you, Fred. I, uh, agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, congrats to all of these fine people on their uh, newfound magic powers, their priesthood powers. They now can uh, can be prophets every bit as powerful as uh, as Kent Christmas. So <laughs> good for you, uh, and thank you guys so much for supporting our show. If anybody else out there would care to join the ranks of the people who uh, who give us a little bit of money, throw a little bit of coin our way, you choose how much. It can be a lot too. You're it's up to you. Um, you just go to thankgodimatheist.com. And click on the support tab. And then we are grateful to you forever. So that's nice. Mm-hmm. And we got one more person to thank. We do indeed, Dan. We have our top donor to thank our Lord and Savior, Davis. Stick around. There's more show coming up. Well, Frank, Dan, uh, you and I, our listeners know that you and I used to be Mormons, mm-hmm. were raised in the covenant of mm. Mormonism. That's true. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I yes, I guess so. And the world of Mormonism was rocked this week. There was mm. an announcement that that has the whole the all of Mormonism and even ex Mormons just a buzzing. Mm. Uh, and that is the release of the only known photograph of the founder of that lunatic church, <laughs> Joseph Smith. Yeah. It's startling, right? For like, how do you find a photo a hundred, you know, and going on 200 years, 180 yeah. years after the fact? Um, it's, it's r- really remarkable, but it, it, yeah. the, the provenance of this thing sort of checks out. I don't know that yeah. we need to get into that, but like the article, it makes a lot of sense. A direct descendant had a, you know, like a little locket that they knew came from the the family line down through the family line, and he yeah. prized the thing open. It had never been opened. It was yeah. bent shut. Yeah, and then because the been sealed in, the photo was in great shape, hadn't been exposed to light in a very long time. Yeah. And so it's this really clear image of this guy. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. Daguerreotype. Yeah. Of Joseph himself. And let me, okay. So I'm going to paint a picture for you, you, you all, just so that you know the Joseph that we were raised with. Mm, right. Um, in multiple paintings, and none of them really look like each other. There's no two that go, that make you go, okay, I know what this man looked like. But you can always pick out certain features. Sure. But he always had this sort of boyish look to him. Mm -hmm. Uh, He always looked, you know, he died in what? He he didn't even make it to 40, did he? He was 38 years old when he was killed. Yeah. So, so he was all, he was, he was a young ish person when he died. Mm -hmm. He, uh, 
his so yeah he looked he always looked young he was definitely always uh painted handsome oh or at always. least uh and sometimes more handsome than others some <laughs> of the imagery and iconography uh got a, a little liberal with that um on the church's own website there's an amazing image of this strapping handsome blonde-haired mm. blue-eyed just snack of a guy <laughs> yeah uh turns out no <laughs> turns out not so much a snack as a oh my god that's terrifying <laughs> at least to my eyes uh he's uh it, you know a, a lot of uh, it's very funny because the ex-mormon side of social media kind of was all about like this guy is giving uh serial killer vibes this is a ted bundy look i'm not good with this in part because ex-mormons also recognize that that's the face of a man who literally married and had sex with teenagers children yeah um the youngest it's easy to see the, the the bad parts of his countenance yeah, the, the, yeah. He's some, got sort of piercing blue uh, eyes. They they look almost white uh, in the photo. Yeah, they're not really. You don't really, because obviously it's black and white. Everyone. Yeah. I don't know if you picked up on that. Um, but um, yeah. So the you can just barely see the sort of the color of his eyes. His eyes must have been very 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 light. Yeah. Um, but it's um it's a far more. Uh, sort of traditionally masculine face than I would have expected. True. Because we're we're again we're we're presented this, you know, sort of boyish version. This young man. This kind of he's sort of always presented in like his twenties, right? That's as old yeah. as any painting has ever shown him to be, as far <laughs> as I can tell, right? And then this comes along, and he's very much a man, right? Yeah. With sort of this with broad you know manly features but yeah sort of a a, a strong jaw and mm-hmm. uh and uh a, you prominent know, brow and prominent brow yeah he does have uh little poodle tufts of hair on the sides over his ears <laughs> which i think is adorable <laughs> um yeah but um, yeah he's a he's it's scary it's a little creepy yeah. But the other thing is what's what's also kind of scary and creepy is that the active Mormon side of the Twitter sphere and the you know the, the various social medias there's been a bunch of women of, of people who have come out and been like, "Oh, so handsome." <laughs> and I'm just like, "Yee! Stranger danger. Don't no. No. You need to look better. You need to look a little bit with with a little less biased eyes. Yeah, I mean because obviously, yeah, I can definitely in if you hold the two portrayals or the two versions up, right? You have the Mormon portrayal, and then you have like actual like you know captured image that's you know real, right? Um, and there's one that it's hard to sort of imagine that he raped. You know, fourteen-year-old girls. Yeah, um, and the other one, it's like, okay, yeah, sure. He looks like yeah. a guy from the mid eighteen hundreds. Um, not necessarily. I don't necessarily get like the murdery, rapist vibes, but it's like, well, that's a real. I can see a real human being there who's not being um, softened. His image is not being softened. Yeah, he's not being by, lionized uh-huh. by the painter. Yeah, it's it's not an artist rendition of a good and holy man it's right. just a photograph of a of a weirdo right yeah but i don't I, some, he doesn't have crazy eyes like you don't look at it and go oh jesus christ you know really but you i do i don't think he has crazy eyes i they are piercing into my soul and it's just a picture <laughs> he's looking deep deep into me and i'm very uncomfortable with it hmm that's interesting because I've seen like crazy eyed photos from the 1800s and those people are serious, right? Like, well, there's, there's that, right? Like, and this just looks like a guy who's, 
you know, having to sit and hold still for, you know, an ungodly amount of time to get a clear image. Oh, it's just a few seconds. <laughs> I don't know. I, yeah, it's anyway, it is a very interesting thing. I mean, again, what one of the most interesting parts of this is that what it's forcing people to do is take something that was ethereal mm. and that was non-concrete mm -hmm. in their lives and face a con the concrete reality of the thing. Yeah. And I think a lot of, I, I honestly think a lot of members probably look at it and go, and like secretly in their hearts, uh, they don't say it out loud, but just look at it and go, Ugh. Well, oh. Yeah, I mean, it's an adjustment and it's definitely a, uh, like a really that's Joseph Smith yeah huh like and what's great is that like you know if you think about say like Brigham Young you know of whom there were you know photo plenty of photographs yes right plenty of images he gets you know represented as Brigham Young you have an idea of who he who what he looks like right, right. Um, but Joseph Smith now do they go back and revise shit do they actually like have artists look at this image in order to you know no paint the prophet because no. it's clear that they <laughs> that they did do that with the death with his death mask because if you look at the death mask and look like has an kind of this more tapered face that goes mm. down to like a more narrow jaw i mean you actually look at it and it's like oh no that he the man had a chin right yeah um that that was you know that, that was present and then yeah. but you look at a lot of these other paintings or a couple of them and it's just this much more sort of refined narrower you know features mm. that they clearly want to like they, they got it from somewhere but they also want to play it up that he's just sort of this dignified refined figure whereas i yeah. look at this other one and if he was out working in the field I wouldn't be surprised, right? right? Like that's a that's a man who knew physical labor, probably. Yeah, that yeah that could totally be a miner coming yeah. off of a shift or something. Totally, yeah, totally. Yeah, I I just I think, uh, you know somebody somebody online compared his <laughs> his looks to Jeffrey Epstein. Oh wow! And I was like, I was like. Yeah, I mean, I get it because they both, you know, were about and they they both did uh, bad things with children. And then I looked at him and I was like, oh, but also, ooh, <laughs> I mean, I, what I don't think we should do is uh, is now say, oh, there are some features that mean you're a pedophile. No, but, uh, no, but eh, there's there's something there anyway. <laughs> uh, go uh, go look it up. It's uh, a little. He's a creep, uh, and he started. And and now there's a whole bunch of people who, uh, you know, there's there's according to them, 14 million people who believe in the church that that creep started. So Ugh. I don't know. Yeah, just weird. It's just weird. We were raised with a totally different guy, and now here's this guy. Yeah. No, it's <laughs> I know it's weird. Um, yeah. But more than 14, Dan, because there's all the offshoots that all oh, also claim him. That's true. Yeah. That's true. I mean, the owner of this of, of this locket that had the photograph is from the community of Christ. Right. Which makes sense because the community of Christ was the break-off offshoot. Or they claimed that the, the, the ones that we call Mormons now are the break-off offshoot. Yeah, exactly. But, uh, but yeah, they were the... When there was a skiz, they were the one that joseph smith's wife emma and his and his son joseph smith the third uh founded this other religion so yeah and stayed back in missouri yeah whereas and, and apparently passed down heirlooms including photographs that yeah. have just never been seen for a hundred years yeah well there you go kids uh if you're if the founder of your religion was creepy you can write in to us and tell us about it. Uh, podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. Or call and leave us a voicemail message. The telephone number is 424-666-8442. Hey, go to the Facebook page, facebook.com slash TGIAtheist. Click the like button just for fun. 
And if you'd like to join one of our members-only lounges, you can do so. Go to thankgodimatheist.com slash members-only. Yeah! Hey, thanks so much to the Red Rock Hot Club for the use of their fine music. And thanks to Gordon Johnston for the use of his music. And thanks to all of you for tuning in. We sure do appreciate you. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. Thank you.